The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And happy Saturday to That's you right. once happy again, weekend. my friend. Yeah, beginning of the year. Happy New Year. I know. It's been wonderful through the holidays, or at least it was for me. I hope it was for everyone else. You know, this was one of those years where we had the, you know, the midweek sort of holidays, mm-hmm. and I think everybody just kind of took a bunch of time off. At least you, that's you, what it was like around my office. You know, yes, it was 100% true, I think, because we had, um, you know, we've been trying to do like skeleton crews around the holidays mm-hmm. and things yeah. like all holidays, like whether it's, you know, Labor Day, Memorial Weekend, just so, you know, our staff, because they work hard, give them an opportunity and to charge their batteries. Yeah, exactly. Everybody needs to recharge, right? Recharge, reboot, because we've got such busy lives going on in, you know, the Northwest and just in general. And um, I think they were worried at first that we weren't going to do that. But if anything, mm-hmm. everyone got a little bit extra time this year yeah. because I was trying to be thoughtful of that and be like, okay, we'll have two days off here and you'll have a half day here. And then, you know, just it, oh, it, it awesome. just was nice. Yeah. Like, everybody yeah. loved it. They yes. just absolutely loved it. And now here we go. Yeah, now right. Charge up. Off. Ooh, yes. Busy start already. Yeah. Well, uh, so just going to start off with our listeners, too. I know we started talking about this in December. Yeah. But we're starting off, you know, we got leap year this year. Mm. And if you want to leap into homeownership, we're doing our Washington State Housing Finance Commission class coming up on leap day. That's right. February 29th. That's right. If you want to leap into homeownership, jump onto your web page and <laughs> info. That was kind of a lame segue. Info at teamreba.com or classes. Teamrebaclasses.com. Teamrebaclasses.com. Clear as mud what All you right. just said there. there. Yes. <laughs> As usual, <laughs> precise and to the point. 100%. As always. Yes. Know, like as you singing always. Tagalog. Yes. Oh, well, now, <laughs> now, now i got to explain that. No, yeah. you don't, because so you Reba, sing Norwegian all the time. You were at a holiday party for us, you know, and I think instead of singing my usual Norwegian songs, you know, mm-hmm. at the, like that, I was yes. singing uh, Tagalog. Yeah, and, which I thought uh, was very cool. And I made everybody laugh. Because well, but I you also Im- it bad. Oh, well, I but you it. also impressed some people, including me, because I had no idea you could even do that. So <laughs> I was, and I can't. So I, I credit you immensely that you were just, up there and just doing it. Just don't ask me to translate it because I'm about maybe fifty oh. percent. Yeah. So, but I'm, well, I'm giving it the giving it the college. I'll try. just, you know what? I'll just give you and your brother Lance credit for the <laughs> fact that. Embarrassment is not typically a thing you care about. So you just – and I love it because it just means like at that holiday function, it just means that more people are open to – to being involved because uh-huh. most people are too worried, especially doing karaoke, of getting embarrassed. Right, right, right. right. No, and that's, no, yeah, you just got to get over that. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's certain things you can do that will help you get over that. Uh, for me, it's a nice Merlot. <laughs> I don't know what it is for everybody else, uh, but that certainly works for me. Nice. Uh, yeah, but I got to tell you one other story. On yeah. Christmas Day, my niece gave me a year ago a ridiculous outfit, which is a Full you size, mean Sarah? Yes, a full size. We can size say her name. She's been Sarah, on the show. <laughs> green elf jumpsuit, one mm-hmm. piece thing with mm-hmm. the elf hat, 
Mm-hmm. And I look ridiculous. I'm in sure it. you were but stunning. I, I thought I thought I would wear it uh, just to impress little Ben. Ben just turned three years That's old. Nephew. My nephew's son, and yeah. he's so cute. Yeah, grand nephew, I guess. So I packed a change of clothes, and uh, in the car, so I wouldn't have to wear this obnoxious outfit all day long. <laughs> I got clear up to my brother's house on Camino Island, mm-hmm. wearing my elf outfit. You know, mm-hmm. Ben was suitably impressed with that. He thought that was pretty awesome. Suitably impressed with right. your suit. Yes. So then I went to change <laughs> out of that into some regular clothes and realized that the person I had traveled up to Camino Island with ditched them back at my house. <laughs> On purpose? On purpose. <laughs> so I was stuck wearing this horrible I, I outfit I, for the entire I day. I love her. <laughs> Now, I will get her. I will get her okay. back. So, All right. She, yeah. she's, if she's listening, then I guess she's been warned. That's right. <laughs> That's Absolutely. hilarious. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I love it. All right. Well, speaking of ridiculousness, how are the mm. rates doing? Are they ridiculous well, or are we doing well? We're doing well. Okay. Um, but we are. Explain. We are stuck in a waiting game at, okay. at this point. So there, there are times when, when domestic economic events affect our rates uh, the big fear factor is inflation, mm-hmm. and good news is usually bad when the economy yeah. is booming, jobs are being created, unemployment is low, mm-hmm. that will cause rates to rise. Yeah. Uh, the reverse is also true, and uh, our economy is is strong. It's much, yes. much stronger than, than anyone thought it would be at this point. We're almost 10 years into an economic expansion at this point. However, we have international events uh, that will weigh on the markets, and, and mm-hmm. especially on the stock market. The big one, of course, is Iran. Mm-hmm. So the, oh, the, yeah. the bond markets are really, at this point, somewhat in a waiting game, sort of waiting, watching to see what will happen. Um, at this point, our, our markets have remained flat. We haven't really seen a ton of change. Uh, bonds uh, drive mortgage rates. Uh, the bond market will run opposite of the stock market. Right. When, sometimes when bad events happen you know, uh, you know, overseas, we get what's called flight to quality, flight yes. to safety investing, right. where where foreign investors will buy our bonds uh, as the safest you know haven in the mm-hmm. world, which could cause our rates to fall. It's supply and demand. Right. So it hasn't happened quite yet. Uh, bonds are remaining fairly stable. Um, if we see the stock market fall, we'll see rates drop kind of right along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also caution people, we're not going to see rates go ridiculously low unless we are in a full-on recession. Yeah, because they, they'd already been close to where we were at the lowest during they are. the housing crisis. Yeah, within a half a percent. Yeah, and, so and it right. would be ridiculous to think like, oh, yeah, it's going to get down to one. No, like, no it doesn't. They, they, it really, doesn't. they really won't. And, and the other reason for that is just the nature mm-hmm. of mortgage securities, mortgage-backed securities. Most of your loans... Once you you know sign on your your dotted line, mm-hmm. the note, the loan behind that is sold to secondary mm-hmm. market, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. There's yep. private ones as well. Uh, those become with more what, and more of those <laughs> it, kicking it is back true. in. It is, yeah, that's mm-hmm. coming back. Uh, it, these are what are called pass-through certificates. So if an investor buys a mortgage-backed security every month, as the folks in the pool of mortgages make their payments, the investor gets some of their principal and they get mm-hmm. their interest. Yep. Well, if a bunch of people refinance, like they get principal back early right and they don't like that yeah because then you know how long is this investment going to last i don't know what's my interest rate i don't know it depends on how long the investment sticks around right as a consequence that you reach a point where rates get low to a level they just don't really go much lower Mm -hmm. so i think we've still got a little bit of room 
uh, to go down, but but it's not going to be like we're not going to be in the two okay, or something right, like that. But, okay, but in general, what we've been saying for the last several months and what we've been showing, and people can go back to our past shows, as, as mm-hmm. most of them all know, if you want to go re-listen to our shows, we are on podcast. You can find us either on my blog or on podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those, mm-hmm. Buzzsprout. Um, and you can go and compare these, mm-hmm. Absolutely. right? You can go and compare from the shows, like what yeah. we've talked about, but we have been sub four. Oh, for yeah. quite some time. That's now. right. But listen to about a year ago. Mm-hmm. We were pushing oh, yeah. five. Right. And that's why everything picked back up in mm-hmm. our market recently. Right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So here's the, here's where we're at today. The national average for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.69%. There you go. Uh, 15-year fixed rates are about 3.34%. Mm. Uh, FHA and VA uh, are sitting around 3.33%. Nice. And jumbo loans, which which anything up, up above right around 752000 right now, uh, we're sitting around 3.78%. They're, they're fantastic. Phenomenal. They really are right now. So the jumbos are sub four also, yeah, right? Yeah, they sure are solidly. Because I mean, they were at like four and a half last year at yeah, least. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely so, right. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. a phenomenal savings for people. So if you're out looking right now, be be cognizant of what's happening. Be aware that these are great rates. It, you know, they're not to be guaranteed over the next. I mean, because no. I, I still have people. This is what's killing me. I have people who keep saying, oh, I'm watching prices drop. I'm like, no, 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 you're not. We have shown time and time again, prices are still increasing here. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's whether or not a seller overshot their asking price. Because we still have the seller fallacy of like, I can ask for this like right. uniquely high price yeah. and yeah. get it. And, and no, you can't. Doesn't always, mean that nope. the values are dropping. And in no. fact, actually, there was an article in Seattle Times that we shared on my Facebook page recently that said in the last three months, from October through December here in the Northwest Multiple, that housing prices cooking. were, were – Yeah, they yeah. were sailing right along. And our inventory is really tight right it's, now. It's skinny. Super, super yeah, tight. the press is finally starting like, to oh, pick up waiting. on all of that. Yeah, including yeah. the story that you brought, which made me laugh. <laughs> I, like, I already rolled my eyes till they almost fell out my head. <laughs> I Tell know. our listeners what this article is well, that you brought this in. This is a, a sort of a late to the game article that just came out saying mm-hmm. some of the hottest new neighborhoods are Burien and White Center. Oh, really? Huh. Oh, jeez, I hadn't yeah. noticed. Huh. Yeah, not, no, not for about five years, <laughs> well, right? Well, and you know the thing that I said as soon as you handed this article, like and even our guest heard me say this. I was like, you know what? What it means is that whoever wrote this article had a friend who moved to these areas that they would never normally go to and yeah. went – Oh, it's really nice down here. I know. I had no idea because I've been talking for years to people yeah. who can't afford, you know, Maine, Seattle. Right. What about Burien? And they're right. like, uh, huh? Isn't no. that by the airport? Where is that? Yeah. Well, right. or they're like, ew. And I like, got to tell you, you don't even know what you're talking about. If you about. haven't been to Burien lately, go to 152nd mm-hmm. Street. And, and take a and cruise. just walk or take a cruise yeah. and look at all the restaurants, all the, the watering way holes. Down. Oh, All the way fan. down past Ambon yeah, because, like, the old town old, area old is Burian. so adorable. There's some of my favorite restaurants mm-hmm. and one of my favorite little tiny theaters yeah, that you yeah. can have cocktails at, tin the Tin Room. room. Yeah. I mean, love that place. Yeah, yeah. Smarty Pants actually put a secondary location there. You know, they have the Smarty Pants yes, Garage. Yeah. And, they, you know, you've got Elliott Bay Brewing. And they have the Smarty Pants Brunch there, too, yeah. on Sundays, which is kind oh, of fun. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah, they've got the go. best Bloody Marys. <laughs> Just got to say. But, yeah, so there's lots of great stuff going on. And down in White Center and Top Hat, in fact, actually during the holidays, um, 
you know, right around Thanksgiving, we did my annual team meeting, and we went to axe kickers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, And right. we did mm-hmm. axe throwing yeah. as a group event. Yeah. <laughs> no, You're no. only going to get axe throwing in White Center. I just have to. No, that's not true. Out. There's one in Bellevue, for crazy. sake. there is? Yes. Oh. oh, no, I'm sorry. Not Bellevue. Capitol Hill. Oh, oh well, There's that one makes on Capitol sense. Hill. Well, that's on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's oh, just out there in the it. public. Stop it. Stop it. No, yeah. the, no the, these places are super cool, and it was really fun. <laughs> I had no idea how much fun it was going to be. Good way to our take whole your team. aggressions out. You know? well, bring, some, it, bring some photographs of, I, of your exes. <laughs> oh, I should have done that. You should have. Oh, yeah. great idea. Bullseye. <laughs> yeah. Well, enough of that. Let's move on and pay some bills, shall yes, we? Yes, we shall. So we'll be going to take a real quick break. We're going to be right back with have more Open House with Team Reba. Yes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing mm-hmm. you information on real estate and finance. Yes. And always want to have on good, exciting, interesting guests. Yes. Today's no exception. Absolutely. We yeah. have... We're going to give a quick introduction, but we got a couple other things to still cover. Yep. But we have Nella Hawks from the Daffodil Scholarship Foundation with us. Yeah. Thanks for being here today. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, we have absolutely. To talk, not yes. nod. Yes, <laughs> it's not a visual <laughs> format right. here. Yeah, that's but right. but I will tell you, um, we're very excited to have you. I can't wait to talk about the programming. Um, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Right, However, right. but also for our listeners, if you want to get a repeat on this, we also are still being played on Sundays mm-hmm. from 3 to 4 p.m. That's right. So if you love something on the show, you want to tell somebody about it and have them listen in, they can either do it there or you can get us on podcast. There you go. Yeah. That's right. That's so, right. Okay. You had some uh, yes. exciting math to discuss I, today. <laughs> as I geek out on math here. Yes. Well, well no, this is super important well, because anyone selling starting this year yeah. is impacted by the new excise taxes. Right. Effective now. And how yes. many times mm-hmm. in recent history have your taxes gone down? You know, so, Not often. Not however, often. Yeah, not often. Now, this is, it depends on who you are. It does, it does. So Whether or not this happens. Well, and I also want to point out, if we're going to mention excise taxes, also pay attention to what county you're in because there was an increase, I believe, a mm-hmm. year ago. San Juan County added a half percent to their excise. So right. I don't know if that, that won't right. be in I'm any of these calculations. I'm going to give you some, some of the generic numbers here. We're going to talk about the general ones. Right, but, but this is why the this is where the math comes yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happened out, was buddy. up up until... Uh, January 1st, mm-hmm. excise tax was 1.78% total on yeah. the sales price of your home. Right. And, and the they, seller pays it typically in Washington State. Yeah, and the Association of Realtors locally had been continuing to fight that because they've been trying to change that for years. Mm-hmm. Right. And the association kept fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, trying to keep it balanced. Right. Which, which this change has me a little bit flummoxed. It, yeah. it, it really does because here's, here's the new schedule. It's a tiered schedule. Yeah. So if your sales price is five hundred thousand dollars or less, mm-hmm. your taxes are going from one point seven eight down to one point one percent. Yeah. If your if your sales price is between five hundred thousand and one point five million, your taxes still go down from one point seven eight to one point two eight. Now that one point two eight is for the amount that's from five hundred thousand to mm-hmm. one point five million. So you pay a certain schedule for five hundred up to five hundred. You pay a little slightly higher tax rate for the next five, next, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know million up from 500,000 yeah. to 1.5 million from 1.5 million to 3 million there it goes up a little bit it goes to 2.75% for that next increment and if your sales price is over 3 million you know you're going to pay 3% for any any anything over I thought there million. was a section that was still at 1.78. There's not? No, there isn't. So oh, okay. this is where the math comes in, though, because mm-hmm. really the way that, that works out, I, I kind of did a, a big schedule of this. Mm-hmm. You're going to really be below that 1.78% uh, mark up to a sales price of about $2.4 million. Mm-hmm. So if you're selling for $2.4 million or less, yeah, you're actually paying less in excise taxes than you did last year. Okay. I don't get it, but they went down. So that's a good thing. Hmm. Hmm. Where does that money go? I could guess where it goes. Goes into the general general fund. fund. Yeah, which also is Mm -hmm. what primarily pays for our education. It does. Yeah, and a bunch of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but I just wanted to point that out. Well, about half the general fund is education. So right, right. Yeah. So so if you are thinking about selling, um, you could realize a fairly significant savings, you know, based on this this new schedule. I want to, well, yep. okay, that's your math. There you go. There's my math. This is the math you're doing. I, but I want to see, what, yeah. let me see that. Oh, sure. Because I had go. a different one. Really? There, I could have sworn there was one that was 1.78 still. Okay. Yeah, and if anybody's really interested in nerding out on that, I have a real fancy Excel, uh, you know, calculator where you can calculate mm-hmm. your own individual excise tax bill. Uh, you know what? This may have changed. There may have been a initial one being discussed that wasn't final because we had been looking at this mm, that as could be. in the Realtors there, Association before and this might oh, have been the final. There were a few things Okay, yeah, because uh, I know they were messing around with it. Okay. Circulating around. All right, right gotcha, right, gotcha, gotcha. Right. All right, so you were going to read that to give people an idea. Right. Are you going to give some, what's going to happen give some to the examples? person? Yeah, why well, not? Sure. If you Let can just pull out my trusty oh. HP 12. Oh, I thought you already had some preset. Oh, no, I do. Never mind. I do. So if, if you, for instance, if you sell a home for, let's say, 600000 mm-hmm. you're going to pay 1.13% in excise taxes, mm-hmm. $6,700. You sold a home for a million, you're going to pay 1.19%, about $11,900. Mm-hmm. And, and the difference is, like, on that, on that million-dollar uh, sale price, before you would have paid um, $17,800. So know, it's a big difference. I wonder if because the valuations here, because since April 2012, mm-hmm. our housing prices have been growing 8 to 14% a so year. Mm-hmm. They may have made that adjustment because Assuming, the housing prices have right. gotten to where they are and there's no expectation of them going down anytime soon. Right. So they may have just thought, let's have like a baseline of what we can already budget from. Right. And entirely then, possible. Right. So, yeah, you know, based possible. on what the, the assessor values yeah. are across the state. But, but you right? know the stats. I mean, how many homes do you see out there that are selling for over $3 million at this point? It's it's a very it's, minor it's portion of the market. No, it's yeah, not that many. it's a minor portion. Yeah, yeah. Our sweet spot is still going to be in that what six hundred. It's to also the people over three million are the people who can afford to pay it the most, and right. that's the thing that people mm-hmm. have struggled with. Is sometimes people selling these houses that are now valued at half a million dollars. Yeah. Many times are people who've been in that home for thirty or forty years, and they have to retire on those funds. And we right. all live longer, mm-hmm. so being able to maximize that is you know beneficial. Right. Absolutely. So, Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Did you want to get to the WIDA thing or do we want to? We're well, gonna, let's, let's, we're just, uh, let's skip WIDA yeah. and move on to Daffodils. Okay, because we can talk about WIDA next week. <laughs> sure. 
And we're not talking cannabis, by the way, anyone who's listening. I no, that that is the other. Washington the, Economic Development yeah, Association. The, the A is not silent. They, they have been on our show before. We were just going to mention that they have an event February 5th and 6th. That's all I'm going to say. And we can move on to our economic lovely event, guest. Economic yes. forecasting, there, which will be interesting. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, Maybe I should try us. and put that on the calendar. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. On to our wonderful guest. Yeah. So Nella Hawks with the Daffodil Scholarship Foundation. You're the president of the organization, correct? That's correct. Yes. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely thrilled to have you here. Um, so I'm just going to give our listeners a little bit of background, like how you and I kind of came into contact with each other. Many people who listen to our show know that I'm involved in Rainier Yacht Club, which is part of the Grand 14 Clubs. Uh, around the Puget Sound region, uh, ranging from all the way down to Olympia, to Everett, to Polesbo, Port Orchard, Bremerton, all these kinds of other areas. And um, Tacoma Yacht Club is known to host every April a daffodil event. And so I've, I've gone to that in the boating community over the last several years. And now as Rear Commodore, I will be participating in the parade of boats and things that are decorated but I went to the Women's Interclub Council luncheon that Tacoma put on, and they were highlighting both the Daffodil Festival and the Daffodil Scholarship Foundation, which I didn't even know at the time was a part of mm. this. So can you give our listeners like a little bit of background of both the festival and then how it ties into your scholarship foundation? Sure. Um, first of all, they are totally separate organizations. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The Daffodil Festival was founded in the 1930s. Um, and uh, over the years, uh, you know, the signature event, people people are very familiar with the parade and, mm -hmm. and a bunch of beautiful young ladies in yellow dresses and waving and um, lots of yellow daffodils everywhere. And I didn't realize how much of Pierce County it actually covered. Yes, the parade goes to four cities, yes. Tacoma, Puyallup, mm -hmm. Sumner, and Ording. Ording, that was the one I couldn't remember the other day. Okay. Four cities in the same day. It's a big day. Yes. Uh, so uh, over the years, there is a royalty program, mm -hmm. and um, there are princesses that are selected every fall for the coming festival season. And out of that group of princesses, one of those, they are senior girls from all of the high schools, most of the high schools in Pierce County. Okay. One of those girls becomes the queen at a ceremony, and they compete and give speeches, etc. And uh, several members of the F Daffodil Festival in the 1970s decided that it would be nice if um, scholarship money was available for these princesses and for the queen. So they formed a foundation totally separate from the festival. The Daffodil Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, mm -hmm. and we raise money um, through the year and award scholarships to these girls every spring. And that has been growing over the years. Yes, it, we try. The number of young ladies that have been Absolutely. participating and benefiting from this. A story that I heard a while back is um, when the first parade uh, was going to be put on, um, there was a man in Tacoma who was going down the street, was in, involved with forming this parade, and he saw a pretty young lady walking down the street. And he said, would you like to be a daffodil queen? And she, she was, <laughs> it turns out that she was a, a married lady with little kids. But <laughs> Did she punch him? <laughs> no, she rode in a car and she was the first daffodil queen. Anyway, <laughs> from, from that point forward, they've um, selected young ladies from the high schools. Okay. And um, so we, we thought it would be 
wonderful if we could, you know, increase the number of, mm-hmm. of young ladies participating. So there are most of the high schools in Pierce County participating in the program now. You're up to how many now? We have 23 princesses. Okay. And out of those 23 girls, one of them is selected the queen. Okay. All right. So that's that's a big court. Yes, it right is. Right there. Because yes. as I was listening at the luncheon, I think it initially started out with like maybe five or yeah. seven, and yeah. then it's just grown and grown and grown. Yeah. And the thing that was also, um, and one of the reasons I wanted to highlight this is, you know, there's all these young people who are benefiting from this program, but what I realize is the people who are running it and some of the volunteers who got up and spoke, they've all been there a long time, but the number of people who are involved in it are becoming fewer and fewer. And it's so key that people become aware of what's there so that we keep it going. Because I would hate to see that just disappear when so many young people are really benefiting from these programs. Yes. Because that's the whole thing is getting new volunteers for any kind of organization is is always a challenge. So if people don't know about it, then how, how can you possibly get them there? Um, so, okay, so we've got that it's gone, it's grown from like five to 23. And we're going to, when we get done with this break, that's going to be coming up. Um, if you can give us kind of an idea of like what the, the young ladies have to go through to qualify for this. Cause that was the other thing I was super fascinated with is this isn't a beauty pageant. This is a, like being a great person pageant kind of thing. I don't even know how else to describe that. But um, So we have Nella Hawks, who is the president of the Daffodil Scholarship Foundation with us. We're going to be talking more about this program when we get back on Open House with Team Reba right after these short messages. Thanks for listening. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hess from Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Welcome back indeed. Yes, and we have with us Nella Hawks, the president of the Daffodil Scholarship Foundation. Thank you once again for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, before we went on the break... We were just starting to get into that this is a program where currently 23 young ladies get to benefit from the Scholarship Foundation. But can you tell our listeners, like, what, what's involved for them? Like, how did they engage in this and then um, qualify? Well, as I said, um, there is one senior girl from most of the high schools in Pierce County. And shortly after the school year starts, the, the school will start letting the senior girls know that there is a program coming up that they can participate in if they'd like to. And Well, the f- first program would be a selection of the princess from that school. Okay. And there are, are guidelines. Uh, I, f- I believe the minimum um, uh, GPA would be 3.3%. Okay. Mm. I'm not sure if that's changed at all. Okay. Um, but the, each school is responsible for selecting their own princess, so they will have a program and they will hire, not hire, but recruit some people from the community to be the judges. Okay. And um, there's a, a so program. the community is very engaged yes. in this. Yes, right. That's fantastic. I love it. And each girl um, that is um, wanting to become a princess will give a speech talking about her community and school involvement. And there's a theme to the festival each year. And she, oh, yes. She will try to build upon that theme. But anyway, the the girls are judged by their performance, by their school activities, not 
not at all by their appearance, um, by how they spoke. And um, so that's how each school selects their princess. Right. So it's, it's skill building yes. throughout all of this. Yes. So it's, it's showing that they're involved in their education, that they're motivated, that they can be creative as well as persuasive. Right, because that's something that's always very important when you're involved in business over the long term and, and any ongoing, you know, schooling, of course. Right. So, um, OK, so they all come in. And then how is the queen then chosen out of the ones that the schools have then helped pick okay. as representatives? Well, the the royal court, the whole court becomes final in the fall, usually by the end of November. All the schools have had their selection and, and we have a, okay. a court of of princess candidates okay and then in february there is an event which the festival sponsors called the promenade and at that event each girl receives her tiara and her um sash and she becomes an official princess of the daffodil festival okay so that's coming up so we're here in january 2020 so that's Mm going to be next month Mm -hmm. that's correct yes so are there judges or what's the selection process to to pick the 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 ultimate queen well after um the promenade um then they get really busy with public appearances and uh, they do a lot of um you know community service type work okay um and then there's a selection at the end of march um and that is the queen's coronation and Mm -hmm. That's another night where the girls will all give a speech, and um, there's judges that are rating each of the girls, and there's about three pages of criteria that they're judging them on. Okay. And the girl with the highest score becomes the queen. Oh, excellent. Okay. Now, and part of that, I know you said that they're doing a lot of public events, but they also do a lot of volunteer work, correct? Yes, yes. So, Because that was one of the things at that luncheon that really blew me away was they mentioned that in one year, typically the number of young ladies involved in this will give 7,000 hours or so. Yeah, I don't have those numbers. Uh, well, um, that's that's what it, I remember them yeah, saying at yeah. the event. Mm. And I, the whole room, I mean, we had, a, a, I don't know, several hundred women in that room. And it was like a gasp, like, mm. oh, my God. Yeah, like, everyone was really impressed. Yeah, really they're, impressed. they're very busy. And I know that just a few weeks ago, right before Christmas, um, the new girl, the new girls who aren't mm-hmm. officially princesses yet, but they were volunteering at the mall, I believe in Tacoma, and they were um, helping the Salvation Army raise mm-hmm. money by wrapping mm-hmm. gifts at the oh, mall. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So they've already started to reach out and, and um, do well, some uh, community th- service. This is such a great opportunity you know for these girls as well because any you know in high school now mm-hmm. you have the you know this requirement that you do some type of a civic yep. project and would yep. this count towards that i imagine i imagine yeah yeah, okay. yeah. well and the yeah. other thing i also really loved about what they were showing over the course of time that this has been happening is also the diversity right it's not that it's just the number of schools but they were mentioning that for the number of positions that there were, there's there's young ladies from all different kinds of backgrounds, and they said that there were multiple languages spoken among everyone who was involved in the court, and and I just I love that because you get the families, you get um, locals, you get folks who've come from other areas, and they're just they're getting so involved in this really wonderful local event that's very very unique. Yes. it's extremely unique, and I mean I was just saddened uh, only for myself that I I didn't really recognize that that's what it was was even earlier right it's like for me it was just like oh it's a fun event down at Tacoma Club, uh, you know do yeah. do whatever and then suddenly I'm like 
this is actually really dang cool. <laughs> you know, like, so, so for our listeners, um, this is going to be kind of a two-part series for us, too. We have Nella here with us today, but we're hoping to have someone from the actual festival itself coming and talking about each of the events that they'll have coming up because it's, it's a multi-month program yes. for all of it, yes. right? Yes. You had asked me about the parade. Um, mm-hmm. There are the, these other events leading up to the parade. And then mm-hmm. the, the parade itself for the four cities is on Saturday, April 4th. And then mm-hmm. after that is the Yacht Club Parade yes. that you're involved in. And mm-hmm. there's also a junior parade in, in the Proctor District in Tacoma for oh. kids only to participate. Oh, so I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. the Proctor District is so cute, yes, too. It is. Oh, my gosh, I love it down there. Right. That's, that's another part that people, if they're from Seattle, if they've never, like you'll say Tacoma and they'll still go back to the, oh, aroma of Tacoma. And you're like, okay, first of all, that went away a <laughs> long time ago for one. Right. And if you haven't been to Proctor District or if you haven't seen Ruston any time mm-hmm. lately. Yeah, very cool neighborhoods. smokes Absolutely. get down there. Right. Yes. I think there's so also cool. a car show as part of this as well, mm-hmm. classic car show. That's one of the fundraisers that we have mm-hmm. um, at the foundation, that's um, a okay. big fundraiser for us. And there's a lot of listeners to this show who are big car fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I know you, I don't know if it is it. I know I think it was last year's at Griot's Garage in Tacoma. Would it be at the same place? Yes, this year it is going to be at Griot's Garage on Sunday, August sixteenth, okay. all day. And um, if they're interested, I'm not sure how much information is on our website yet, but daffodilscholarship.org. Um, is our website, and uh, there will be information on there about registering if you want to register a car. Okay, uh, excellent. And well, I'm just going to put in a quick plug here. If if you're a car buff mm-hmm. and you haven't been to Griot's Garage, uh, it's worth a trip. Uh, it yeah. is a amazing, really really cool facility. It's the old Coca-Cola bottling uh, right. plant in Tacoma that's been converted into this uh, museum uh, for cars. Uh, as well as all the Griot products if you own classic cars and things. Wait, is that that cool-looking one that's near the stadium? On 53rd? It's on 53rd. It's on 38th Street. Oh, 38th, 38th. I'm sorry, yeah. Okay. Um, Is that the one you could see from I-5? No, I can't can't see from I-5. All right, right. that's something else. Not too far from from Tacoma Mall. Okay. And uh, just a really, really cool facility. Oh, wow. Definitely worth a trip up there. Yeah, I'm looking. They've got the... They've got some things on here saying, yeah, August uh, August 25th. Uh, Yeah, there is information on there and... Yeah. So if you go to the daffodilsscholarship.org, got it. Correct. Right. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So okay. So and let's let's talk about that because you have a fundraiser coming up as well, don't you? A luncheon. Yes, we do have um, a scholarship luncheon every year. Uh, it will be Saturday, Sunday, um, I'm March twenty eighth. Yes, yeah. that's a Saturday, Saturday March twenty eighth. Okay. Yeah. Saturday. Yes, uh, and uh, we. At that luncheon, we award the scholarships to the girls. Okay. Um, oh, excellent. We, we Did we already say how much the scholarships were? No. We I'm... haven't talked about that. No. Each girl okay. gets $2,000. That's significant. Yes. Yeah, that's that's because 23 of those girls. So that's, you know, that's, a yes. lot of money we have to raise every year. And we're yes, just a, it is. We're just a small board. There are eight of us, nine of us. Yeah. Um, so. And I'm looking at this. It says that um, each of them will be awarded a $2,000 scholarship. And the thing is, it's to the post-secondary school of their choice. Correct. They can use the money at any university, college, or trade school of their choice. Which I will say, as someone who's on the foundation for Renton Technical College, 
$2,000 goes a long way yes. there yes. for the different programs. And there's 53 different programs. So, yeah, I'm, anything that they could do with that is phenomenal. So when I say that we okay. award the scholarships at the luncheon mm-hmm. in, the, in the spring, we don't actually give them the money. No, they're just We told. give them a certificate yeah. and, and instructions on how to claim the money, and mm-hmm. we actually send the money directly to the school. We don't give it to them oh, so they can great. go shopping or something. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's got to be a, <laughs> yes. a third-party right. d- distancing. You know, buy a set yes. of tires or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Go shopping spree. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. No, I, I love what this is about. And then um, – and you've done it for so many years. Like, that's, that's a lot of money accumulated over yes. time. And – you had originally talked with me about maybe the potential of bringing some of the recipients because the thing is you have some of the gals who've benefited from these starting to kind of come back now to help out some, right? We have two members of the of the scholarship foundation who were former royalty and received scholarships. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, neither one of them could come. But maybe right. Judy, when she comes uh, might to be talk, able to have some, might be able to bring yeah. somebody with her, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I, I would love to get an opportunity to chat with them about what having something like this did for them and and how it helps move them forward because to have that type of support not I mean it's always great to have family support but even if you you know once you get involved with post-secondary education like there's a lot going on uh in your life at that point because you know you get into adult land and depending on if you're living at home or not there's a lot of other costs associated so two thousand dollars can go a long way well and it's it's not just the money it's the experience oh yeah sooner I you know I I think as a as a Society, we need to have more volunteerism. Mm-hmm. Act, I'm with know, you. Being involved in your community uh, mm-hmm. makes you a much better citizen. It makes for better neighborhoods. It makes yes. for less crime. It makes for better education. I mean, I, yeah. I could go on and on and on with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's being you know, a part of that community and feeling that connection is a huge, huge factor. Yeah, and I think that's why we resonate with this so much, Nella, because mm-hmm. we are both heavy-duty volunteers. I, I serve on three boards myself. I know you serve on boards <laughs> and have done for Great. decades and decades. Yeah. So we can appreciate and respect everything that goes into what has to be done here. So definitely, definitely love it. Um, okay, so we are coming up on a break here. So I think we're going to uh, get our final thoughts put together so that we can come back, give you some final information, remind people dates, places where they can contact you, and um, get any final thoughts from you on uh, what you guys are looking for for this year coming up, okay? All right, so we're going to be right back with Nella Hawks, the president of the Daffodil Scholarship Foundation. If you want to go check it out, go to daffodilscholarship.org, and we'll be right back in just a few on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590, The Answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we have Nella Hawks with us. And Nella is the president of the Daffodil Foundation. How'd I do? Scholarship Foundation. Foundation. That's okay. (laughs) So, Nella. (laughs) It's a scholarship. No, I'm I'm really, really glad you joined us on the the show today because... You know, scholarship programs, it's a volunteer-run organization. You've been around for a very, very long period of time and, yes. and, and have great success with that. So so thank you, you know, for all your work and your service with that. Yeah, how many years and have you been with it? I've been part of the festival since 1988. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Over, yeah. 30, then, over 30 years. And, and at uh, in the last five years or so, my focus has been with the foundation rather than with the festival. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. 
Sure. Right. Well, I'm sure people are quite thankful of all your time that you spend on that. Cause, Thank you. Like I said before the break, we do a lot of volunteering ourselves, so we can yes. definitely appreciate when people put that much time right. and effort and, in. And I did have a question for you, too, because, you know, you've got all these these queens, you know, the daffodil queens. Princesses they're and princesses, a queen. They're volunteering I can tell you're throughout listening. the year. And who's who's structuring that? Are they picking things, activities themselves, or is somebody helping guide them? The Daffodil Festival um, schedules mm-hmm. their uh, appearances, appearances and, and all that. Um, okay. a lot of uh, organizations in the community, and, and they they know the history, and they know mm-hmm. that all they need to do is call the festival and request an appearance by the royal court, and it'll get done generally. Oh, got it. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. So, so if uh, uh, any particular group wanted some type of an appearance or an event, something like it, mm-hmm. actually get that arranged. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, it takes a lot of uh, fundraising and, and commitment to mm-hmm. get that done. How does that? How do you handle that the fundraising side of it? Well, as far as the foundation goes, um, we have a couple of fundraisers. We have. Um, donations that come in from individuals out in the community from businesses um, and uh, we solicit um, people who have donated in the past and um, at this point we have quite a list of people who who are willing to contribute money they can go uh, anybody that wants to send funds to support the scholarships can go on to um, daffodilfestival.org, and there is um, on there a, a form that you can fill out to donate money right through the website. So Okay, so through the festival as well as the scholarship. I don't know about the festival, but this is Oh, the sorry, you said festival. Did so, I? Okay. Yeah, so sorry. daffodilscholarship.org. Yes. There is a button that says donate. You can yes. get on there, and I'm looking at it right now. There's a very simple form to fill out. And then I'm sure people uh, get their receipts so that they can use it for their tax time when they get their tax write-offs and all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, listeners, basically the point is, is if you are in support of education and you want to help young people who, who clearly are doing all the right things to really set themselves up for success. And, and the way I look at it is, you know, I never got the opportunity to have kids, but I do a lot around education and it's because I do know that we need to always have a good well-educated workforce and next set of generation of people who are going to be you know bringing along the generations after them and you know anytime you have an opportunity to help somebody get a leg up in that arena I mean why not you know, I mean, I'm doing some of my own estate planning right now, and I'm setting up who I'm going to be. And some of them are educational organizations with scholarships involved. And it's because I may not know the people, but the thing is, is I, we talk about this on the show all the time. It's about a community coming together to keep a community strong and developed. And, and it's good economies and people that are here that make this such a wonderful place to live. Right. That's, that's right. I wanted to um, also point out that any money that is donated to the foundation mm-hmm. is fully tax deductible. We are a 501c3. Mm-hmm. We have very, very minimal expenses. So almost yes. 100% of the money that you would donate goes towards scholarships. Yeah, and that's something that a lot of people are really, really scrutinizing 
nowadays. Yes. That's really rare. Yeah. It's, it's really rare to see any nonprofit that, uh, you know, can donate the majority of the funds, you know, towards yes. the actual purpose of the nonprofit. So that's awesome. We have no paid staff. We all donate our time and a lot of our resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, uh, it's... It's money that's – if you're donating money for scholarships, that's where the money's going. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Well, just for uh, – you gave this to us just as an anecdote before we got on here. One of the things I actually kind of enjoyed was that you mentioned a past life for you was as what's called an LPO or licensed <laughs> what was licensed, Limited practice officer. Limited practice officer, pardon me. Right. And uh, to me – when uh, so that means basically escrow, Correct. right, in yes. the real estate industry – and I have a bunch of friends of mine who are also, you know, past LPOs as well, and some of them paralegals. And frankly, I love hanging out with people like that because usually they're just as nerdy as I am. They're really <laughs> tight about the details, you know. Yes. And so, it's like, it makes life so much better <laughs> when you can count on someone like that. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, if you want to mess with them, give them something to do and say, "I need that done in about three minutes." Can you? <laughs> You know, that's the life of an LPO. We are used to that, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that probably makes you very well suited to doing something like this. Yeah, but right. it also means you're really watching the accounting, right? I mean, yes. I just I, I feel like anyone who has to have worked in an industry like, like ours, mm-hmm. they're really paying super close attention because we joke on this show all the time. We were mentioning it before we got on air, the whole thing around TRID, which is, you know, we, we always joke, the reason I drink, but the – Truth and Lending Act, Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, Integrated Disclosures, like the LPOs of the world are the ones who have to really deal with that. And it's very strict and there's a whole lot of, you know, obligations and requirements around that. So yes. I look at people who are that detail oriented and you put them in another capacity. I'm like, that's the people I want to hang out with and support because I know that they're taking those same skills here. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yes. So big fan of it. Oh, that's great. Okay, well, so let's let's make sure we give some of those dates of those events and mm. such again because we're getting close to the end of our time and I want to make sure we get all of those back out there because we talked about quite a few. So we have the luncheon that's coming up. The luncheon is um, Saturday, March twenty eighth at the Emerald Queen Casino Event Center in Fife. Okay. And um, if they are interested, again, uh, they can contact um, us through the website, and and somebody will get back to them. Okay. Um, And then there's the parade day. Parade day is Saturday, April 4th. It starts in Tacoma about 10 in the morning and ends in Ording, and I believe the Ording parade starts around 5. Okay. And then you have the car show. Yes, the, the Foundation Car Show is Saturday, uh, Sunday, actually, August 16th. Okay, so we've got spring into summer with a lot of really great events, and I love the variety of all of it, too. So um, I actually think I might want to try, if I'm around town, I want to kind of check out this car show that you're talking about because it sounds pretty fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, the parade day thing I'm probably not going to be able to do because i got to go do the Tacoma Yacht Club stuff, but this looks very, very cool. In fact, I actually, we had a different, um, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, the guy who wrote the car book. Um, we had a past guest that I'm wondering if oh, he participates right, in right, this. Right, right, uh, right. I'll have to I'm think of it. Nella, I'll find it later here, yeah. and ask if this gentleman <laughs> is engaged because well, he's totally into it. And here's one of the other things. I should mention some of the car show stuff to people through the college because um, Renton Technical College has a automotive uh, tech 
technician as well as automotive body shop um, program. And they did, as they opened a brand new facility there a couple of years ago, we did kind of a big car show there as well. And so this gentleman was part of that. And we, you know, had, so there was a bunch of car buffs that that we kind of have relationships with there. Great. I'll, I'll we would love pa- to have them. We would love to see them on yeah. Sunday the 16th. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'll yeah. pass that on. And a bunch of people in my yacht club also are big car Great. bus too. So Great. definitely bring it up. Oh, absolutely. Worth the trip. Worth worth the trip down there. Yeah. All right. We got We got all the dates in? We do. So, okay, okay. We've got all those down. And if anybody's interested in, in donating or, you know, if you need volunteers for anything, uh, best place to go again is daffodilscholarship.org. Correct. All right. All right. Fantastic. So I know we're getting close to the end of our time. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to remind people that we have our class mm-hmm. coming up on February 29th. That's right. If you want to leap into homeownership. Leap day. On leap day. And that is the official first-time homebuyer class sponsored by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. Mm-hmm. It's a requirement if you want certain down low down payment or zero down payment type uh, programs as well as giving you discounted cost on your private mortgage insurance PMI mm-hmm. when you put less than 20% down. So it's good stuff. Check us out. Yeah. Well, thank you all. I hope this is worth your time listening and love to have you on there again every Saturday from two to three o'clock. Thanks again. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. <laughs> Spit it out, mister. <laughs> have a good one, everybody. Am I done? Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.